fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. If you're going to ask me, so you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week. 30 years in the making. Episode number 299, Arachnophobia. I have with me, I will have with me tonight, uh, right now I have with me tonight, Bo Warmbold. Bo, Yo. how is your evening progressing? Uh, so far so good, now that we're here. There we go. I also have a uh, junior member of the podcast. He's been on a few times here and there, and he's going to bed in just a few minutes. Yeah, you are. Um, but he was, he was, how shall I put this? He, um, he was affected by arachnophobia. Um, so I wanted to let him come on here for just a minute and talk about how much he loved this movie because he was affected. Um, he was affected. What? Um, linguistically, mm. emotionally, ecumenically. So I figured I'd let him, before we really get going to the episode, I figured I'd let him give a little feedback. He, he tends to listen to the podcast anyway. Um, and I know he's been on a few episodes here and there over the years. But um, yeah, so we sat down to start watching Arachnophobia. And I, I mean, I knew this going into it, but uh, you're not a really big fan of spiders. Or any bugs. Or any bugs at all, really, at all. Yes. Okay. So a um, little feedback. How was the movie? Um, I guess if you take away how much I'm scared of it. I guess it's pretty good. So you, you were genuinely scared of the movie? Yes. Okay. Like, not in a horror way, but more of a, like, I can relate almost to it. Just because you actually have arachnophobia? Yes. You're terrified of spiders? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know if I told you guys before the kind of funny story. I'll embarrass him for just a minute. Yay. Do you want to tell the story? Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, I don't know why. I got, I went up to get an orange uh, in the middle of the movie. I was hungry, and I think I got so scared at one point, I just started squeezing the orange. I didn't realize that until, like, I had, I guess I realized my shirt was wet. Yeah, kind of embarrassing. You kind of, you kind of forgot you were holding the orange? I thought you had unpeeled the orange. Yeah. And you forgot you were holding it, and then you got so scared, you squeezed it too hard, and you realized your shirt was getting wet? Yes. That's the effect arachnophobia has on a 12-year-old boy. I feel you, brother. I am not a fan, so... You got anything else to say before you go to bed? Because you are going to bed? Because tomorrow's school uh, day? Even though there is no school? I guess if you take away the part where it's like the spiders and all that, it was a decent movie. Mm-hmm. I can respect that. You were entertained other than the fact that you hate spiders? Yes. So if this was like slugs, you'd be okay? Don't like slugs. Okay. You don't like any bugs at all? Not really. Okay. <laughs> so pretty much any other creature other than a bug. Right. And you would have been totally fine. Yeah, like if it's a dog. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. All right, it's time for you to go to bed now. All acceptable answers. I, All acceptable you know. answers. All right. Well, it is episode number 299, Arachnophobia. Um, so I, you may be afraid of spiders too, but thank you for bearing with us in this one. 
Um, so again, like I said, I got Bo with me tonight. Pat is on his way, but we are going to jump into our movie here in just a moment. We did get, uh, we got a pretty big response uh, for our, let's see, for arachnophobia. We got quite a few responses for our three questions. So we've got some, uh, got some Twitter and Facebook feedback to go through when we get to that point. So you're saying this movie brings out the feels in people, apparently. Hey, apparently there were, there were responses from all over the interwebs, which Wowza. ironic because this is a spider movie. And there's webs everywhere. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, was a bit of a stretch. It was interesting. It was a bit of a stretch. Yeah. 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 I, I see what to, you did, though. Trying yeah. to weave it all together, but it just didn't, it, no, no, it just didn't work out. I'm going to go do the Spider-Man 3 uh, strutting down the street dance real quick, and, uh, and I'll be right back. You could dance down the street like the Joker in Batman 1989. Okay, that would work. Uh, Party Man? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that song was in another movie or TV. Oh, it was in uh, the Bulls documentary. Oh, in The Last Dance, really? Yeah, at some point they used that song, and I am embarrassed to tell you that it took me some time to process where it was from. I'm sitting there, I'm going, what the? It took me a long time to figure out what the heck was going on, where it was from. But once I locked in, I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, so in, instead of doing random recommendations this time, I'll ask you about that. Did you watch all the parts of The Last Dance? I have, and it okay. was amazing. Okay. I I I was bummed that they made it, that they released it how they did. I would have liked them to have done one episode a week to draw it out for a little longer, just because now what am I going to watch? But, (laughs) um, it's, it's great. It really is. It shows some of the, you know, it shows some of the not so rosy stuff that went on in those years. And like any good team and like any rock star player, there's always issues. And see, that's my, you know, I, I know those issues exist, but I think that's my reason for not wanting to watch it because I, <laughs> I didn't watch any of the parts. And I'm like, you know what? I really I just I enjoyed and I have not watched um, professional basketball since the 90s, since uh, Jordan retired from the Bulls. Mm. And I don't know. I mean, I, I know I've heard since then that Jordan's, you know, not that great of a guy or he's a real tough guy to kind of deal with and, and get, he's mm-hmm. hyper competitive to the point of, you know, being a jerk a lot of times. Um, and I don't Dude, know, they I just, were before the game, he and his security guys were playing for money, tossing a quarter against the wall to see who got closer to the wall without hitting the wall. Like that's how competitive little, these people were. Like it's crazy. <laughs> absolutely so, insane so i don't i don't know i in some of those cases i i've heard of the different stories about it and i don't know i just don't i did not have a desire to need to see the warts of some of the sports heroes that i remember from growing mm. up so i for me i think you know if it comes out on dvd at some point i may go and watch it but i think i'd be just as content as you know trying to pull out some kind of 90s mm-hmm. bulls highlight reel and just watching that stuff for a while because i don't know it just when i heard it was coming on i was like oh that's that's pretty cool. Like maybe I'll watch some of that. And then I kept thinking about it. I was like, no, you know what? I don't know that I want to. Like, I, I know it's there, but I don't know that I want to watch a documentary about it. It would be interesting, but it's just, right. It's just, I've got, I've got some fond memories of that time. And I'm like, I don't know that I need those. I, I know it's there, but I don't need to be shown that it's tainted. Right. So, so I may skip it, but I did hear it was excellent. Like every time, every time I talked to anybody about it, that's all they were talking about. And, and they said it was great some of the stuff you, I don't even know how to, how to say it, except that it was just awesome. But like just watching how he could be, you know, he, he has a bum first half and all it takes is one person to 
to whisper something in his ear and that just he flips a switch and then he just goes out there and just shoves it down your throat like <laughs> just amazing mm -hmm. yeah all right well i think we maybe i maybe like one news thing to talk about news the news another action build adventure all right. Uh, so in terms of news, um, I don't know that we've had a chance to talk about this yet. They are doing a spinoff of uh, Discovery with Anson Mount as uh, Captain Christopher Pike. Yes, they so are. I am very excited about that. Strange New Worlds, I think is what it's going to be called. Yep. Yeah. So I am all and for it, that. It, uh, it reads like at least their current plan is for it to be more episodic in nature similar to the way the original uh, series and next generation were, which, which while I appreciate the return to a classic format and the ability to tell whatever story you want, um, what I, I worry that that format doesn't work today. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll see. Yeah. Well, and you know, they could do, they could do those kind of a few shows have kind of started to do this. And I, I always like that about the clone wars cartoon um, mm -hmm. was that they were, they were episodic, but they did them in like two to three episode arcs. Right. And like that probably wouldn't be a bad idea. Cause I think people have gotten so used to having like a, I, I think the ideal at this point is like a eight to 10 episode season. Um, right. And, and we've, and we've talked about this before, but I think like an eight to 10 episode season, it's, it's quick. You don't have to have a lot of that filler that you sometimes have with older shows. Um, and you know, but, but you have that overarching story, even if you have the little one-off stories within each episode, there's something that ties it all together. And I'm sure they'll do that with this show too. But you know, even if they want to make it more episodic, I mean, that I think would be, you could do like a, a, a two episode arc each time and you could have like, you know, four to five, depending on how many episodes you had, you could have like anywhere from like three to five arcs in your season. Right. But still keep it within a fairly episodic structure. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. No, I'm it's, it's another oh, reason. It's not going to be bad. There's, no. you know, <laughs> no. well, that's what we kept saying as, as soon as we heard that was, well, no, actually before that, when, because uh, we really liked him, I've said this before, we liked him in the TV show Hell on Wheels, and so when we heard that they were going to be bringing him to Discovery, um, both my wife and I were saying, you know, oh man, that wouldn't that be great? Like, we, we really like him as the captain. Wouldn't that be great if he could get his own show and have it be just a, a straight up USS Enterprise, you know, it, it's him, it's Spock, it's, you know, all that stuff, and that would be good. Like, I would watch an entire show with this guy. So as soon as they announced it, I was like, okay, cool, I'm in. So I am looking forward to that. Uh, I, I think we see a Pat Canigallo here now. Pat, are you with us? I am. I'm with you guys. You I am go. with you guys. I uh, was beyond excited uh, to jump into the podcast and my drink was beyond excited to spill itself all over the freezer, the fridge, oh. underneath the fridge, oh. underneath the stove, underneath the little roller island thing in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Uh, I held it together. You okay. know, the best part was my daughter coming down going, dad, are you okay? No, I'm not okay right now. I'm not okay. Okay. Are, are you angry? I, I shouldn't be angry. We shouldn't get upset over spills, you know, and, uh, but no, we got it cleaned up. Tammy was awesome and helped and we got everything all mopped up and cleaned up and important question. Was it water or was it something else? No, it was water oh, okay. with a little bit of that squirt 
like flavoring stuff in it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. You know? okay. Which would have been bad if it was like, you know, a thing of lemonade okay. or, you know, I mean, if it was something like, you know, a barley beverage or something mm-hmm. like that, then it would just smell like college. But I mean, right. this is, this is, yeah. So anyways, we got it cleaned up. Everything I, is good. I was just wondering, should, should I be picturing you the scene when they're carrying all the stuff out of the Delta house? <laughs> yeah. And they, ah! they, they trip and they fall and they break everything. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They yeah, I know. I know. Bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're all good. Okay. We're all good. And I'm learning to control my temper. My family was awesome. And, uh, it, you know, it, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is, but the important thing is we're all here now. And if, if I understand correctly, you we're were all fine here. Thanks. We're all fine here now. Well, it, apparently, you? I mean, you, you came in as we're talking Star Trek, and apparently when it comes to Zoom backgrounds, I, I didn't realize we had turned into the next the Greatest Generation <laughs> podcast. So um, <laughs> I know. I'm still rocking you, Deep Space Nine. You guys so are you're in Deep Space Nine. Uh, Bo's at uh, Starfleet headquarters, and I'm in Delaware. 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 Uh-huh. Sunny Delaware. Yep. I, I did this. I actually did this in a Zoom meeting earlier this week, and nobody got yeah. the joke. But I was like, you know, I don't care. I'm, I, it makes me smile, and frankly, today that's all that matters. Yes, yeah. most assuredly. I did the one of the of the guy turning and doing the rubberneck thing with the girl looking at him. You know, the yeah. one that you've rocked. Mm-hmm. I pulled that into a work meeting the other did you really? day. <laughs> yeah, how did and that you go? Over? Just, you can just see it go like a ripple. Like all of a sudden people are laughing and then it's just like, oh, God, oh God. And then, <laughs> you know, and all that kind of thing. And I, I, it's you, just, you better be careful. Some of your administrators may record those meetings and put them up on YouTube somewhere. I, I, hey, you know what? <laughs> More power to all, them. All, all good. Yeah. I mean, hey, I, I'm just walking down the street. I'm yeah. just one guy. Yeah. You know, what do you want from me? Right. Oh, man. Yeah. So okay, real quick, we had, uh, well, actually, before you came yeah. on, we had, uh, John was actually here he, just before he went to bed oh, uh, because okay. he, uh, he was not, a fa- he actually, he liked the movie, um, but he is deathly afraid of spiders. So I, I told him, why don't you come in real quick and just give quick little feedback on the movie. And, yeah. and uh, that was his takeaway was if it had been any other creature other than spiders or some other mm-hmm. type of bug, he would have liked it as a horror movie. But he's like, yeah, yeah I, I, he's like, and it was fine. It was a, it was an okay movie. It just spiders. Mm-hmm. can't deal with the spiders it's like indiana jones and snakes yeah right spiders yeah. why did it why is it always snakes <laughs> yeah so <sighs> all right well do you have any before we jump on into the movie did you have anything else about um the star trek show we were just talking about the the announcement that strange new worlds coming out yeah i i've got nothing else i don't know if you're asking a bow or myself but dude it looks that's fantastic and How everything i everything you were saying i am down with like dude fill in that gap in the timeline this is what we need. And boy, I, I'm not going to impugn any of the movies that are out there. And I don't want to get into that negative route. But I'll tell you, I think Star Trek just works so well as a show and a series. And I think they've really, they've got some, they've got some great stuff to go with this series. I, I really do. I mean, and by stuff, I mean, you know, like, they're telling a backstory. They have great actors. All the things that I heard you guys talking about. I don't need to say it all over again, but it, it just looks fantastic. And having that run in parallel with the third season of um, uh, Disco Very, I just think that could be, well, I think that'd be pretty darn cool. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, well, to sum up Pat's thoughts on uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. <laughs> That's right. 
I, I was almost I was almost gonna play that as like your intro music when you came in, but you know. I, I, maybe I we should just, maybe we should do that. Maybe we should be like professional wrestlers and baseball players and have our own intro song. That would be outstanding. Yeah. Be Yours is gonna be the DJ Airhorn. I I don't see why not, man. Okay. I think that sums right it all at up. At this point. Okay. Bo gets a nickname, I want an airhorn. There you go. We haven't called him Love Fest in a while, but we could. Implied you always yeah. can. Right, that's true. He can, that's true. He can be the artist formerly known as. Oh, that's true. We can. Ah. And then eventually it's just a symbol, and then at some point we go back to whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the symbol is where I get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you. I don't know what your symbol is going to be, but. Oh, God, it's, it's a it's a family friendly <laughs> podcast, so I, we may leave that for another time. All right, are we ready to talk some spiders? Yes. Okay. Our movie spiders. this time around, Spiders. Our movie that maybe that'd be a better name for the movie, Spiders. Uh, movie this time around is Arachnophobia. Came out on the 18th of July, 1990. Rated PG-13. Had a runtime of one hour and 49 minutes. Directed by Frank Marshall, who also did Congo and Eight Below. Produced by Kathleen Kennedy and Richard Vane. Kennedy has also done basically our entire childhoods. Uh, Jurassic Park, recent Star Wars movies, Schindler's List. Vane did Always and Jingle All the Way. Writers for this one were Don Jacoby, who also who did the story and screenplay, Al Williams, who did the story, and Wesley Strick, who did the screenplay. Jacoby did Vampires and Evolution. Williams did Arachnophobia. That's pretty much the only thing. And Strick did Cape Fear, The Saint, and episodes of The Man in the High Castle. Cinematography was done by Mikhail Salomon, who did The Abyss, Always, and Backdraft. Music was done by Trevor Jones, who did Dark City, Last of the Mohicans, and Cliffhanger. The budget was $22 million. The box office was $53.2 million. So didn't make a ton of money um, and for possibly some obvious reasons. But uh, And the uh, flick metrics, which combines Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, and Letterboxd, gave it a 62%. And CinemaScore, people gave it a B+. Starring Jeff Daniels, who played Ross Jennings. He was in Dumb and Dumber, Gettysburg, and Pleasantville. Harley Jane Kozak played Molly Jennings. She was in When Harry Met Sally and Parenthood. John Goodman played Delbert McClintock. He was in 10 Cloverfield Lane, King Ralph, and Monsters, Inc. Julian Sands played Dr. James Atherton. He was in Warlock and A Room with a View. Stuart Penkin played Sheriff Parsons. He was in Congo and Fatal Attraction. Brian McNamara played Chris Collins. He was in NCIS and Army Wives. Mark L. Taylor played Jerry Manley. He was in Inner Space and Homeward Bound. And Henry Jones, uh, no relation, who died in 1999, played Dr. Sam Metcalf. He was in Vertigo and Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Here is the trailer audio, and we will be back in just a moment. The Jennings family has just moved to the small town of Kanaima. Oh, Ross, smell that air. Oh, God. In search of a simpler life. Want to blow up a bullfrog? Okay. It's the perfect place. Goodbye crime, goodbye grime. Except for one pesty little problem. Come with me and look at the web. The web? I have a terrible fear of spiders. Come on, we live in the country now. It's time to work through this irrational, paralyzing terror. It's not irrational. (laughs) Hollywood Pictures and Amblin Entertainment present Jeff Daniels. We're in the living room. We need you to kill a spider. And John Goodman. Over Clintock, infestation management. Ooh, that guy's just a spot. Would anybody object if I tore this floor? Uh, I would. False alarm, then leave on. There's no spider here. Every so often, in a little town somewhere, there is a health scare. There's a rumor going around that some kind of spider might have killed Sam Metcalf. 
down from spiders make convenient culture there's no spider here i think one of your venezuelan spiders hitched a ride here there may be some spiders around here that are very dangerous dad chill out just run they spread out from a central nest in a web-like pattern and dominate the entire area when that happens this town is dead better encourage my private stock Hollywood Pictures and Amblin Entertainment present Arachnophobia, Eight Legs, Two Fangs, and an Attitude. Perk up, Lloyd. If we find the spider that did this, you can arrest him. Arachnophobia, a thrillomedy. All right, and that may actually sum up the movie in the best possible way, because Bo and I were kind of talking about that before we started recording, is mm-hmm. that this is not really... Like sometimes when you look at this movie, it might get listed as a horror or a thriller. And at the end of the trailer, they refer to it as a thrillomedy. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of think that that's probably the best way to put this because as Bo was saying before we started recording, he's like, yeah, this is not like it's, it's not a horror movie. It's mm-hmm. definitely not a horror movie. And it's coming. It, this is the end of our comedy month. So, I mean, I did put it in this month for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. So before we jump too far into that, um, let me uh, let me throw out our typical first question here is one word, short phrase. How does this movie make you feel? Pat, how does this movie make you feel? Uh, it was funny. I laughed. It was, you know, creepy crawly and uh, kind of funny. And uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to keep it to one word. I gave you 28, but that's OK. That's fine. Uh, it's it's uh, yeah, it was just it was just funny. It just made me laugh. But what about you? What's your what's your one word or short phrase to? As much as I'll be the one to sit here and say it was not a horror movie, it still gave me the creepy crawlies. Spiders just do that mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that being said, not really a horror movie. I will say with this one, I, I think I may have only seen it or once or twice, um, and probably not since 1991. Uh, I, I feel like we may have rented this one time not too long after it came out on video. Uh, that's probably when I watched it. I actually remember the trailer more than I did the movie. Um, mm. I just remember the scene. I just remember the scenes with John Goodman and especially him like coming out in the full. Get yeah, up and that's everything. very. Kind of reminds me of. Um, Independence Day yep. with the mm-hmm. exterminator, like that whole thing. Not yeah. Independence yeah. Day, Men in Black. Oh, yeah, Men in Black. Yeah. Yeah. Then in black and whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. It's basically Aliens. the same movie. So Aliens. Smith, they both I said Aliens. that, but hey, we can talk. Right. That's fine. I, you know, I, I won't. I'll make something up next time I talk to him. Thanks. Um, that, that means so a lot. My, there you go. Um, I'm here for you, Love Fest. Um, so my one word or short phrase would be, I'm going to keep it to a short phrase. I'm going to say my kids were entertaining. Oh, there you go. Because, you know what, and, and I'm, to, to develop that a little bit further, but not too much further before we jump into our, the rest of our stuff. Um, you know, the movie was fine. It was, it had some moments that were kind of cute, kind of funny. Um, it's not something I'm probably going to ever go back and watch again, but the fun part of this, and, and I was like, you know what, I, this may freak my kids out and we're watching it later at night. Um, typically I, I don't do that with a movie that I think is going to kind of creep them out a little bit. I'll watch it earlier in the afternoon just so mm-hmm. they don't wake us up constantly getting up out of their bed at night. And this time I was like, yeah, you know what? We're just going to go for it. 
Like if you're going to watch a movie like this, this is not straight up horror. Um, It's like the closest thing to a scary movie. I think they probably would be okay with, or at Mm -hmm. least Nora would be okay with. Um, And, you know, because John has seen, he's watched Poltergeist with us. He's watched um, the sixth sense, um, you know, some of those. So he's, he's seen actual scary movies, but Nora, she's not so much ready for those. And I thought, you know what? I got to watch this for the podcast. It's kind of a funny, not really horror movie. So it's probably like on the right level. I had more fun watching them than I did watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Like watching their reactions to things when like something would fall out of the sky, they would, they would jump. And John, you know, he does not like bugs at all. And so Uh-oh. for him, that was what kind of made this more of a, a little bit more of a horror movie for him was he just doesn't like spiders at all. And so mm-hmm. it was, it wasn't so much that it was scary. It was that it, it featured spiders. Okay. And just, just to watch his reaction to it. Um, it just, I'm, I've, I felt like I was channeling my dad. I was sitting back there and laughing while the kids were freaking out at a movie. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it was fun. And that to me was more entertaining than the movie itself. Movie was fine. You know, the actors in it are fine. The, the movie itself is fine. But watching my kids kind of have these little mini, little mini freakouts at this movie. That was the fun. That was the fun part for me. I think, I think we can safely like, and maybe we discussed this before and I'm just coming to this, to this realization, but I think there's a category of movie that are, that's like a party movie, you know, a, 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 you know, it's like a group movie. You got to see this movie in a group, you know what I'm saying? And it's sort of like, I think any movie that would fit on a mystery science theater 3000 thing, um, fits into this category. And so I think like, if you watch this movie, like I watched this movie by myself. And so I was like, yeah, that's fun. Oh, that's great. Like I get, you know, but I didn't see it with a group. If I saw it with my family and watched the kids' reactions, I think I might enjoy it more. If I was watching this with a bunch of guys and we're just sitting there making comments and laughing and joking and like throwing things out there. And then the one guy's like, dude, shut up. I'm really trying to watch this thing. And then you make fun of him and like all that kind of stuff. I think you would enjoy this movie more. I think this is, I think, I think I'm going to start talking about a new category of movies on the podcast. And I think it's movies that need to be enjoyed with friends. And I think this is, I think this is one of them. And it just clicked when you said that you enjoyed it more with family. Cause I think a lot of the stuff that I was like, dude, why are you doing that? Oh man. Like, I think that's how you'd react. I think that's like the conversation that you would have with, uh, with friends. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of friends, friends, Hey, Dennis. Hey. Oh, I can see that. That's so nice the way you're blending in back there. That's good. <laughs> yeah, you see, like, hey. <laughs> All right. Well, Dennis, we were just talking. We just started talking about arachnophobia. Um, and uh, so Dennis jumped in here. And uh, we just started talking about arachnophobia. And Pat had brought up the point. We were kind of just sharing what we each thought of it just real quickly, just kind of first reactions to it. And uh, Pat brought up the point. He's going to refer to this as kind of a group of movies now that are, uh, what did you call them, Pat? Like movie, uh, group movies or party movies? Yeah, it's like a party movie. Like movies you got to see with a group of people. See it with a group of people. Yeah. You got to do the amateur Mystery Science 3000 thing. Mystery Science Theater 3000 thing. Yeah. I could fit under that category. I could see that. Now, so what did you, what are, what are kind of your initial reactions of arachnophobia? Well, this is interesting because this, it was a pretty big, pretty big movie back at the time. I think it did. I, I didn't hear your box office numbers at the beginning, but I, I assume it did pretty well or no. It, it didn't do great. Oh, it didn't. Uh, okay. It's, it, no, its budget was something like 22 million. And I think the box office was like 53 
So it made a profit though. So I mean, it, it made a profit. Okay. Yeah, it was enough to it was enough that it wasn't a flop. But at the same time, okay, yeah. What I right. remember is there was kind of the buzz about arachnophobia and people freaking out. Maybe it was just because people freaked out about the spiders and all that stuff type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I heard a lot of buzz about, it, but I never actually got to the theater to see it. I saw it on VHS some years later. So unlike a lot of the movies that we've talked about, usually I see it at the theater. I've seen it like way back then. It took me a while to actually see this one in my terms of at least a few years. Then I saw it on TV, probably HBO or something like that or whatever. I don't even know. And, um, and uh, it, w- it was not as great as I thought it was going to be. Like people made it sound like really scary. I saw that it was very almost, you know, there was a lot of comedy um to a certain degree i thought in it or at least to things that i saw funny um and it's kind of, it reminded me of a kind of just a overall still fun um kind of like one of those b movies i, I think it's like our version yes. of a uh, creature from the black lagoon from like what you know yeah and it felt yep. like it's one of those kind of campy b horror movies you know that were fun and weren't you know and so it was it was good but it wasn't like wow the great great movie and i I watched the movie before I read anything on IMDb because I wanted to know, were they taking themselves seriously that, yeah. or not? Yeah. Because yeah. the thing about a B movie is they know it's a B movie. Yeah. Well, I think with Goodman's <laughs> performance, it made me feel like they did. Well, and that's, that was my thought too. Like, okay, they see the funny. Everyone else wasn't maybe in on that, but it felt like at least Goodman's character knew it was a B movie. Yeah, it was. Know. Yeah. So that's how I took it. So, I mean, so when I saw it, it wasn't as good as my expectations were at the time. Like, cause I thought, Oh wow. Everybody talked about this movie, arachnophobia. There was jokes about, it, I think maybe even at the Oscars and it wasn't like, didn't get nominated, but I remember just people, it was, a, it was very, it was popular enough that people were aware of it. Mm-hmm. And I think anything that brings up people's fears of, you know, bugs and spiders, there's a lot of people have that thing. I think that's probably why And I, I knew friends who were like freaking out. Like I cannot watch that movie. Oh, there's no way I could watch that movie. Like they, they got five minutes into it and freaked out or whatever, you know? So I was expecting something to be like really super great and scary. Um, and it was just more like, Oh, this is kind of a comedy, you know? So my reaction wasn't really prepared at the time for what I was, what was in my head. But in the end, I mean, I still like, I've seen it on TV uh, a couple, even just this past year and a half or two ago, I think. And, you know, I think I caught it halfway through one time and watched part of it. And then I went back when it was on, on a replay and I ended up watching it with the kids. So, and they kind of have the same reaction. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think it's like the, our version of the, those, those kind of fifties, you know, all the different type of uh, movies that were out there. Preach from the Black Lagoon, yeah, even was- them. I remember, I remember, you know, but although them. Well, was that's more what's going to, yeah. That, that's what's going to bring up like the, uh, I don't know, sometimes people call them like the atomic yes, bug movies yes. of the 50s. Spring Mantis, and, yeah. all those, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, I, I remember, I don't know that I could say I remember watching a ton of those, but I do remember that, you know, my dad, and I've mentioned this before, my, my dad was, he must have just been a really big fan of like them and Godzilla and, um, you know, what were some of the other ones? I, I think, think many of our dads invest. from back then are were. I, <laughs> that I think was so, my dad yeah. too, yeah. Yeah, and it was like if there was an atomic bug movie, if there was something with like a giant ant or a giant something, mm-hmm. um, you know, destroying a city or terrorizing people, then, you know, he loved those movies. Yeah. And, and uh, I remember, I, I thought they were closer together, but I guess they're a few years apart. Um, one of the next movies I actually wanted to show the kids, uh, I think it comes out maybe in like 1993 or sometime around then, um, was another John Goodman movie called Matinee. Okay. Mm. Did yes, you guys yes, ever see yes. that one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, and I remember that one. And I remember watching that one. I, and I think I remember because my dad really liked John Goodman because he and my mom, um, they didn't know him personally, but they went to college at uh, Southwest Missouri State when John Goodman was there. And um, he was, I think he was one of the top students in the drama department. He was in all the plays and musicals and everything else. Um, so my dad was always kind of a big fan of John Goodman too, just because, you know, they went to college in the same place, same small college. And um, I remember watching that movie several times, the matinee movie. And I, you know, it kind of, then it kind of struck the same chord as the, we really like these giant bug movies and, and all these like atomic creature movies where everything grows to some ridiculous size and terrorizes a city or a town. Yeah. So I, that'll be, uh, that may be one of the next ones we watch. Cause I remember, I haven't seen that one probably since not long after it came out, but I feel like that might be a good, uh, might be a good uh, spiritual successor to, uh, to arachnophobia. Now you guys have seen the, the other two guys. I know you refer to them and your dad. Have you, you guys have seen them. I, I haven't, I've been looking them up. Like now that you've been talking about, I mean, I've heard of like oh, the two or a couple, but um, a couple of them, but not all of them. Cause I don't know like how many times your dad watched them, John, but like I can probably, that's another, what's one of the oldest movies that I probably can quote to. And there's like references growing up and things, you know, I remember the guy and there was like weird comedy, not comedy, but like moments in there where the guy passed me the uh, make me a sergeant, pass me the booze. We used to sing that as kids. I don't know why, but now I know why. Cause it was from them. There's a guy in that they think he's insane. And he's going to make me a sergeant, pass me. And it's one of those movies too, where the endings, I'm not going to give it away for you, but it's like, you wish the ending was always different as you watch it again. You're like, no, don't do, you know, like those type of things. Don't go in there. But, um, but that was definitely a more serious overall approach, I think, to that type of atomic mo- bug movie. Um, and the sound of the, the ants, I still remember that, <laughs> which I'm sure you do when you know when they're getting closer and you hear that mm-hmm. sound. I mean, it's, yep. so I think that was one of our favorites as kids, actually, that we willingly, when my dad was watching, um, some other ones would be like, oh God, this one again. But when it was them, we were always like, oh, gotta see them. Yeah. yeah, I was probably young enough that I, I don't remember well enough I could quote anything from him, but I do remember just off the top of my head, I remember just some of the ridiculous premises of the whole mm-hmm. thing. You know, it was, um, there was Tarantula. I know there was that one with the huge spider. Later on um, in the 70s, there was one, I think, I don't know what the date on it is, but I do remember one that was cheesy that tried it, didn't, didn't try to be funny, but was funny. And it was totally like what Pat said. It's a mystery, you know, um, mystery science theater movie is uh, the one with the, the killer ants. I remember there was one with killer ants and it's like literally where there's okay. people like, you know, just uh, on windowsills and trying to avoid these ants and the ants are getting closer and it's all the close up to people's faces freaking out. And it's like, okay, they're ants. <laughs> they're, and these ants were not big, like in them, mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're huge ants. So yeah. that's, that's scary. Here it was just a bunch of colonies of, you know, people fall into them. They were like, ah, oh, they're getting stung. I guess the stinging was supposed to kill people, but, um, okay. but there's one about, there's, there's one a- about the killer ants and it's like, it takes, there's a construction site. And the whole thing, and it kind of goes from there. But I, I think Sven Gulli has had that one mm-hmm. on is it, a number is it, of years. Yeah, the Sven Gulli one with it. There's one. Uh, there's one about spiders too, about gigantic spiders. I want to say the skipper from Gilligan's Island is in it, and they like. So really? I don't know. Yeah. Which one is it? Yeah. Well, just I, I don't remember the name. I got to look it up. But there's one about. Um, you were talking about ants, but there's one about like a giant spider, and it like takes over Wisconsin or some. City in Wisconsin or something like that. Milwaukee, um, perhaps. That's right. Well, and I just remember, yeah. Anyways, just talking about animals and atomic animals and all that kind of stuff. It was always the cautionary tale of us, you know, as human beings creating something because of our, you know, our nuclear mm-hmm. power or chemicals or whatever, our environmental. So there's kind of like the environmental movement back then, I think, started with some of those movies. Mm hmm. 
Yeah. Remember the incredible yep. shrinking man? I know it's not an insect one, but that one just came up. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 yeah. Cause there's isn't there a spider and that's, there's a spider in there. I think or he's getting chased or whatever the fly. I, you know? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think at some point, cause when I typed in scary spider movies, uh, incredible shrinking man actually came up. Oh, this is the title. Eight-legged freak. Wasn't that in the nineties? That's two thousand and two, actually. Oh, really? No. Okay, I thought it was earlier than that. The spider movie I was thinking of was called uh, "The Giant Spider Invasion." Mm. That's kind of a. Oh. You can't tell much from that title. That. You can't really tell. That could be a love no, story. That's that one's a mystery. I haven't seen this. Yeah. One, but on the list, there's one that's actually called "Big Ass Spider." <laughs> <laughs> that's next, baby. We may have to cut this short, and I may have to go watch that now. <laughs> <laughs> The big, giant spider invasion from 1975. Big ass yep. spider. That's awesome. Kingdom of the spiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. It was on mystery science theater. And right. then if you want to have yeah, a stretch, yeah. I mean, I think starship troopers wasn't those, but those are kind of like mm-hmm. big spiders, but they, you know, mm-hmm. they, I forgot what they call them, but they actually refer to them. I think as spiders. And we, we actually just recently saw yeah. starship troopers. Yeah. <laughs> Starship Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those ones. That's well, and that's like a perfect example of kind of what you're saying too, like with the throwback or, you know, the, the throwback movies, the way they filmed that all with the propaganda and the joining the military and a lot of that, they, they pull it from like yeah. kind of the 1950s sort of military well, mixed the with that- the giant, you know, a invasion <sighs> of some sort of, you know, insect or whatever. Yeah. This one was uh, the guy that wrote Starship Troopers. He it yeah. was supposed to be an allegory for actual, you know, like the battle, some kind of or yeah, stuff, or, or more propaganda like is what I thought it was about how to yeah. join at all costs and how to you know. <laughs> Starship Troopers. Sarge, how come we're learning how to throw knives when we're going to be shooting guns? <laughs> Soldier, put your hand against the wall. How come, Sarge? Hold your hand against the wall. <laughs> Chucks the knife right yeah. through it, and it's like. If you can't, if, what was it? If you disable the opponent, he can't hold a gun. Or so, it was something like the guy's got the knife through his mm-hmm. hand. That's oh, funny. Well, funny. What movie are we talking about again? It's funny because then he's back <laughs> in the next scene. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, well, and really the guy easily. takes two. St- yeah, yeah, he's like, guy takes two steps. Medic. Yeah. Yeah, that's. So I found it. I was, I was looking real quick. And, and that's one of the things I love about these movies. That's probably one of the things my dad loved about these movies, too, is just how ridiculous they can get so fast. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I found a list. Somebody had put together a list. Is like this is somebody said this is my top ten list of giant bug movies. Uh, so the ones they shared were Starship Troopers, mm-hmm. uh, Mosquito. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen no. Mosquito. I don't know what year it comes from, but it looks like it's I don't know maybe eighties or nineties. Um, this one uh, maybe keep the kids away from this one, but Invasion of the Bee Girls. Hmm. Mm. Never seen this one, but. Um, Apparently, it has an interesting combination of genres. I'll leave it at that. Um, them is on this list. Uh, the beginning of the end is on this list, too. Uh, Kingdom of the Spiders. Kingdom. Of the, I didn't realize Kingdom of the Spiders is with William Shatner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The Wasp Woman. <laughs> uh, the Black Scorpion. Uh, Mimic. That was a newer one. Yeah. Yeah. And then one called Bug. I don't know anything about that one, but yeah, I, I think that's one of the things I like about those movies, and I think that's what this movie, you know, it, they're not huge bugs, but it's I think it's trying to take that same kind of premise and like we're going to do something that's a little bit ridiculous, you know, mm-hmm. the same way in which a modern audience now looks back at those big bug movies and 
some of it's supposed to be scary, but you're also kind of laughing mm. at some of it. And I think that's kind of the route they were they were trying to take with this one. I remember reading there was a, a, a quote somewhere by Frank Marshall who said, um, you know, originally he was kind of thinking this movie that it would, it would be like Hitchcock's The Birds. Um, but at the same time, he's like, look, nobody likes to be oh, actually I found it right here. People like to be scared, but laughing like a roller coaster. No one wants to be terrified. So I think that that clearly, you know, obviously it was not meant to be a horror movie. They didn't want it to be a horror movie. They wanted it to be something that, you know, you've got moments where you're scared, but then you lighten it a little bit with some laughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I mean, just the, the whole way they, they staged everything. I liked at the end when they got all the guys together. And it's funny because you had one of every kind of character. You know, you had the doctor that was kind of the everyman that you relate to. You had the sheriff that was the former bully that no one took seriously. And that, I mean, every time that guy's like, Hey, you can't do that. And they're like, just shut up. He's like, "Mm." I mean that, I don't know. That was always funny to laugh at. Then you had John Goodman who was doing the, like kind of the funny man, like super exterminator guy. Then you had the, the scientist who played it really straight. I mean, you notice that guy was like the, the, you know, the tortured genius, brilliant, like, oh my God, this is awful. And they were all on screen together and it was like, man, they all just kind of came together. There's, there's like one of every different kind of character that you'd see in these movies and you know, they're all together and yeah. So, I mean, you, you know, I think, I think it was just kind of like having fun, you know? What's weird for me is when I looked at this too, like just for this podcast, I was shocked that it was Frank Marshall that directed it. Mm -hmm. I didn't like, if you asked me, is this a Frank Marshall movie? I would have been like, no. No way. I would never guess in a trivia contest, not in a million years, Frank Marshall. But yeah. Yeah. Which is an odd. See, and I would have, and if I would have been, if you would have said Frank Marshall movie, I'd have been, no, no way. Yeah. That's, Wait, what, I say, that's what I'm saying. I, but, if, if we were, a tri- but, we we're a trivia night and we were like, what, who directed, you know, this movie and somebody threw out, you, Pat, you said Frank Marshall. I'd be like, okay, next. Right. Yeah, no way. <laughs> yeah. But the, the only difference, the only difference is my follow up question would have been, wait, what has Frank Marshall done? Really? That yeah, was, I don't. I, yeah, wasn't, I don't know. That was, wasn't he the first baseman for the White Sox for a while? Um, that's big. No, I'm just messing with Pat. Yeah. I know I'm messing with Pat. Yeah, yeah, John's <laughs> messing with me. Hey, speaking of baseball, I hear that now, like all baseball games are going to have designated hitters. No, no designated hitters. No, I thought it was universal guys, designated hitter. It's universal desert, whatever. All I know is that the, uh, you know, one half of the people on the podcast are going to be really, you know, hacked off. And the other half of the podcast is going to be like, well, now pitchers got to play like pitchers got to play. So I just, we just need Jeff here and then we could have a real battle royale. Hey, and uh, guess what? You know what? Like, I, well, you can finish that thought. I just got to correct. I'll, I'll correct myself later on this one because I got to, it's a good one. You have to edit this out. <laughs> What? What did you? What did you do? What did you do? Let me mark the. Hold on. Let me. Let me mark the time code. Let me just. Okay. So, <laughs> this is Bo. Bo's gonna have a good one for for me later on. But anyway, um. So yeah. So when when I just made that Frank Marshall comment because I saw oh Frank Marshall. You know what I was thinking? I was no. thinking Gary Marshall, and I mixed up the two. It wasn't until I typed in Frank Marshall, look about why you made this movie or comments, and I go, this isn't a picture of Frank Marshall. <laughs> but then I find out it really is a picture of Frank Marshall yeah. because it's Gary Marshall that I was thinking about. I was thinking about Peggy yeah. Marshall's, you know, uh, League of Their Own, all that other stuff. That guy sure, was, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking but, this is not his style of movie. No, not at all. But to tee hey, off at least I didn't get him confused with Frank Oz. It's right. That's right. Yoda. You get when you combine Gary Marshall with Frank Oz, you get Frank Marshall. <laughs> 
spiders in this movie Wait, there are. Mm -hmm. This makes total sense are. that Gary Marshall didn't make this movie is my bottom line. Yes. Wait a minute. So if we had a trivia contest and Pat, you said that you think it's Frank Marshall, I'm going to have to agree with you on that now. Okay. All right. All right. I just wait. Because you what, know Gary Marshall. What did Frank Oz? Right? Gary Marshall? Yeah, you know Peggy Marshall, Laverne from Laverne and Shirley. This guy's done like a ton of movies. Yeah, the guy that did the movies and stuff. <laughs> did the movies and stuff, yes. Like Gary Marshall is very popular. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's done well-known yes. movies. He, he works with the camera guys and the grip operators and stuff. Not bad. <laughs> but what I will Pretty say woman. about the production of this movie while we're talking about it, did you notice who one of the producers was? No. No. It's, he, ah, where did it go? Shoot, I had it and then I lost it. Um, he's also the cinematographer okay. for something. It was a big one. Dang it, now I've lost it. Edit that out too, I'll bring it back up in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you can see we've done our homework for this one. <laughs> Damn it. a lot of editing to do here. <laughs> go. I'm sorry, it's been a random day for Pat, so I don't I even know. I think you should leave that in because I bet you there's some other people out there listening to this podcast who are thinking, yeah, this is not a Frank Marshall movie. Right. Sure. They're gonna agree with me. No, this is a this is a Frank Wait. Oz. This is a Frank Oz movie. Isn't Frank Marshall the guy that did all those like real dark graphic novels? I don't know. Right? Like Watchmen and everything? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's not Frank Marshall? No. It's Frank Spielberg. Oh my God, no, I know I it's not this. Which that was a Frank though. Wait, just tell me it was a Frank, right? Yes. It is. Yes. Frank Miller, I think, isn't it? Well, yes, yeah, it's Frank Miller. Miller. That sounds right. Oh, I'm just laughing at Bo I, now because I give Bo a good one because I screw up and now all of a sudden he comes in with this. <laughs> He's still looking for it. Frank Miller, Frank. Check Frank Miller, Frank history. Marshall. I'm batting, I'm batting over 500, it's right? It's easier to find this out on the phone than it is. Ah, there it is. What was the question? Well, anyway, again? but Pat, just so you know yes. who Gary okay. Marshall is, the famous movies and style right. would have been Pretty Woman, The Princess Diaries, Runaway Bride, Happy Days. You know, he did all of Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, and that's that's his, you know, like his style of movies. Um, so, League of Their Own, Beaches, Overboard, um, I think was, yeah, his, Mork and Mindy. So he's like been involved in all those. So for him to do this movie would have been a little weird. But he didn't do the no. movie. <laughs> so it's not weird? <laughs> no, it's, it's, okay. It's Frank Marshall, but not Gary Marshall. Too many Marshalls. Right. But he didn't do those. And it wasn't Pe it certainly wasn't Peggy Marshall. And no one's done and no one did the Watchmen. No, that was Frank. Frank. <laughs> and isn't it Penny Marshall, not Peggy Marshall? Yeah, I think you're right on that too. By the way, like <laughs> <laughs> that one around too. I was hoping What's nobody right now. I was hoping you didn't hear me say Peggy. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I'm just gonna I I just wanna I just wanna find this out at some point because I know I'm sitting here, you know, enjoying an adult beverage while we're doing our recording. Um, what are you guys drinking? I'm just really curious. I, Pat, I know you've, you've got water left over, but I've, is I've it, got water. I okay. dumped, I dumped the rest of like I had the, you dumped the, the rest the in the kitchen, but you know, <laughs> yeah, that was not happy. And it was just water, <laughs> yeah. but it had the flavoring in it. Yeah. It was not a Dennis. What are you drinking? I got tonight? water. So I have no excuses right oh, now. Okay. Beer. I it's water. Now. All right. Okay. All beer for me. Okay. But at the same right. time, you know, my kids are on college schedule right now. And then well, we had to true. get up the, you know, early in the autumn had her wisdom teeth and all that other stuff. So yeah, how's you know, she doing? we're making the adjustment to getting back to a normal um, kind of hopefully tonight morning schedule where it's wake up normal time instead of going to bed. They literally birds were chirping. I, and Hunter 
I he went to bed, and then I all of a sudden woke up. He's not in bed. He's downstairs. Well, but he did do the dishes while he was down there, so that was one perk. But um, he just said he couldn't sleep, so he was up. And it's just like we're on this weird schedule where it's like he's like, man, birds get really loud at four or five in the morning. I'm like, what are you doing at four or five in the morning? Should be asleep. (laughs) Exactly. So, um, so just maybe we're just all a little loopy. All right. Well, so I mean, let's let's get by back way, to this movie. The by producer Marshall. that I couldn't come up with was Steven Spielberg, and there's a little oh. trivia thing on IMDb. There's a scene with John Goodman where Steven Spielberg's hiding in the wheel well of a car, and Spielberg looks at him and goes, "Only you and I will know that I was here." So there's a fun little <laughs> Spielberg moment. Nice. In this so the movie? producer yeah. was Steven Spielberg. Movie. Yeah. Yeah, one of them. Yeah. And, yeah, and you saw it once, but you couldn't remember it was Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was looking for the quote. And that's what sort of got me going down the thing. <laughs> but you picked up on Peggy Marshall. <laughs> Penny Marshall. <laughs> well, at that point, you had my brain turning. I'm like, wait a minute. Something isn't right. <laughs> oh, all right. Arachnophobia. Arachnophobia. The DP worked on like real movies like The Abyss and Band of Brothers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they brought Good the stuff. heavyweights for this movie. It just didn't really translate. Well, you know, when it's directed by Marshall Dillon, then you're guaranteed to have a. <laughs> this is the end of comedy month, right? <laughs> it is. That's that's why this is all so funny. God, I hope so. <laughs> does does I his face is, behind me sums is, this all up? Yeah. Is next week is next week's movie then not a comedy? Uh, well, actually, after this episode will be episode number three hundred. Oh, okay. So then three hundred one, and then three hundred one. No, three hundred one will be starting our experiments oh. gone wrong month. Oh, so yeah, I might have to change some of my, I thought that was part of comedy month. Oh. <laughs> no, you thought flatliners okay. was a comedy. <laughs> no. Oh, did you sure. watch flatliners? Uh, yes. One directed okay. by Patty, Mar- Patty Marshall. It was the Patty, Patty, Patty Marshall. Marshall. Yeah, yes. the Patty Marshall one. Well, Patty, I, Patty, I o, Patty O Marshall. It's their Irish cousin. I, I, well, okay. And there's definitely crying in baseball now. Uh-huh. There may not have been once. Are you confusing Flatliners with one-liners, that movie? Yeah. I have not seen punchliners. <laughs> Punch drunk podcasts? <laughs> okay, now I'm now I'm really curious when we get to the recording of Flatliners. I'm really curious as to why Pat's worried now. Well, maybe let's just say I, I've watched it with the wrong lens on. Oh, but Okay. I can alter okay. my comments. Okay. Now I'm just curious uh, how you watch Flatliners as a comedy. Well, after a while, I was like, this isn't very funny at all. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm not laughing. This yeah. is sick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't wait to talk about that one now. I'm, oh. I'm actually, I, I genuinely, I'm not making fun of you. I am genuinely interested to see <laughs> with you walking into a movie thinking it was a comedy well, I, and I it did not I, being a comedy at by any stretch of the term. Well, I kind of realized that, and then like the curtain, you know, pulling pulling up the curtain, I kind of was like, or pulling aside, whichever direction you pull the curtain. Yeah. I was like, uh, I was like, God, this isn't funny. This is not funny. Like, I have a pretty open sense of humor, but mm-hmm. this isn't funny at all. And then I kind of realized that it was not funny. Okay. Okay. And then then I later I realized, okay, I don't think this is supposed to be funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I was okay. Then I got okay. in line with it. Okay. Know. All right. That makes sense. So yeah, that, that you know, that's the whole thing. But like I said, at the beginning, I was like, oh, this is, this is interesting comedic. 
Oh, that's good stuff. Okay, I'm looking forward to that one now. Mm. I, I was looking forward to that one anyway, but I'm looking forward to it yeah. now because I just I want to hear your take on it. All right. Well, so what is it about this movie to get us back to the um um I don't even know what this movie is anymore. This arachnophobia, uh, written and directed by somebody named Marshall. Um, what is it that works about this movie? So we've kind of we've kind of danced around a little bit. The you know it's kind of a comedy. It's not really a horror. Um, we like John Goodman, and I think we've kind of danced around a little bit, saying yeah, you know it's it's okay. Like it's not it's not my favorite movie ever. And um, so what is it though about this movie that works? Because it is that kind of it's it's kind of that mixture of and what what do they call it again a thrillomedy, mm-hmm. what they called it at the end of the trailer. Um, so if this is a thrillomedy, does this work as a thrillomedy for you, or what does work for you? I I think it works in the same sense that like a plate of nachos works. You know, it's probably not the healthiest, but if you're like hanging out with a group of friends, it, like plate of nachos is really great, especially if you put all the different toppings and salsas on there. It's really good. Again, you can't live off it. It's not, it's not, you know, a complete meal and all that kind of stuff. That's like this movie. It's like, well, it's not, maybe not going to win any Academy Awards for, you know, best original screenplay and best director, whoever that is, or the writer or whoever that is. And, but uh, it, there's just fun elements into it. I mean, it's, it's, it's like there's enough scare in there to keep you on the edge of your seat, but it's not really going to keep you up at night. Um, the cast of characters, you know, there's some, I guess you could call A-listers in there. I mean, you know, you yeah. got Jeff Daniels. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, Jeff Daniels. You got uh, Walter Socek. You got, um, who else was in there? Um, Julian Sands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, so you have all those folks. And you had people really that knew what their characters were supposed to be. I mean, you had characters in there and I found myself like, dude, that doctor is so annoying. Oh, wait, he's supposed to be. Okay, cool. Man, he's going to get his. Oh, yeah, he got his. Well, I kind of feel bad about that, but you kind of knew that was coming. You know, I mean, it was like the, the, the characters were, I hate to say it, cardboard cutouts. I mean, it was like, that's, okay, that's that character. That's that character. But just like I said with the nachos, you know, you know what you got. And so it's kind of, it's like a comfort food. It's like a tray of comfort food that you can share with all your friends. You know, I mean, it's just, there was something in there that was, that was just fun to watch without getting totally sucked into, Oh my God, I'm not going to sleep for the next 12 years because it was so scary or some plot twist that was so heavy that you're just like, Oh my gosh, you know, you walk out of there just dragging yourself, you know, I mean, it was, it, it was just fun. And I can't. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna make that the title of this episode is "Plate of Nachos." That you want to share with everyone. Um, right. Yeah. I hope there's gonna be a food comparison for Flatliners. I want to hear that one. Um, <laughs> the I, I no, I agree. Like I like yeah, I think he does. He describes it actually pretty well. Um, I think it's the whole idea of for a lot of people these type of movies work because we have that built-in fear of a true arachnophobia. A lot of people have that. So when I said there was a big buzz back then before I ever saw it, which I saw it like I think a couple of years after it was released, people still talked about it and like, oh no, I can't watch a movie. And they can't. And there was some people that just did, they, they want to see it, but they, you know, they, and they did, but they're like, oh, it just freaks me out. And there were some people who would get freaked out because they have that built-in kind of fear of spiders. And now all of a sudden that's the greatest fear. So those type of things work where it's like, what would happen if these spiders did start to over overtake? So it's an interesting premise of just like that fun part of like, who's going to live, who's going to die and who's going to survive these spiders. And, you know, I, I don't think you go into your basement where, or crawl space or something and 
you know, not think of some of those movies where you're, you know, like I know I do still, and, and I'm not afraid of spiders. We even had a tarantula, but there's still that kind of thing of like, man, crawling through someplace where there's all these spider webs and spiders just, it taps into something with us that we can all, it's, it's, it's something you technically can experience. Mm-hmm. Like the, it's not out of the realm of possibilities that there could be a, a, a over crazy, you know, mass amount of uh, spiders. When you have the big one with the atomic, we kind of, you know, the atomic bomb type of thing. Those are fun too, but we kind of know that's probably not going to happen, you know, but this one, yeah, your house being overwhelmed with a bunch of spiders and some of them being poisonous that they could actually is in the realm of possibilities. So I think it kind of gives you a little bit enough of that thrill, like a roller coaster where it's real or possibly real, but at the same time, you know, you're safe. So it's also fun mm-hmm. too. So. Yeah. And I, I feel like at one point in time, I don't know, I don't remember where I read this or, or heard this, but I feel like you have a lot of your movie monsters and movie creatures that in, in some ways they will, you know, a lot of times they will embody the aspects or the characteristics of a spider because that's one of those just kind of, it's, it's almost a primal fear for everyone, right? <laughs> everyone in some way, even if you're not terrified of spiders, you just, it, it may, they make you uneasy, mm-hmm. like almost more than any other bug. They make you uneasy in some way. And I feel like it might've been, maybe it had something to do with the movie aliens. Cause that some, for some reason that sticks in my mind is like when you first see the alien queen, when she's yeah. kind of set up, you know, in, in her like you know, egg laying chamber and she kind of has those like big, huge legs, yeah. legs type things that are like uh, keeping her in place. And, and I, I remember kind of hearing that, um, you know, at, at one point was, you know, just something about, it's something about spiders that just well look at it. Pe- people have a f- right. You know, the yeah. movie it uses a spider mm-hmm. or kind of is that big reference. It's like a big spider bug right. type of thing. Yeah, I think what works for me in this movie is that it doesn't take itself too seriously. Because I think when I watched this movie, I don't know how I responded to this when I saw this the first time back, not long after it had come out on video. Um, I I feel like I remember thinking that it was kind of creepy, kind of funny. And I think for me as an adult now, it's the same kind of thing. You know, it balances the, it's, it's a little creepy. It's not scary at all. You know, for me, it's not scary at all, but it's a little creepy. Um, it's a, it's a little funny and it doesn't take itself too seriously. So it really kind of gives me that vibe of some of those other, you know, like when I'd stay up way, way up late at night and, and watch TV, I'd sneak in the living room and watch TV. I wasn't supposed to watch. And, you know, I, I would have watched like Piranha or I would have seen some of those other movies. And I'm like, this to me reminds me very much of those other movies that I get that same kind of feeling uh, that I did, you know, watching, sneaking out and watching Jaws or Piranha or, you know, some of these other things that I knew I wasn't supposed to be watching. Um, this one has that kind of kind of vibe to it. It's like, you know, that they're not really taking themselves too seriously. But I will say the, the thing I mentioned this kind of at the at the top of the show, the thing that really worked for me with this movie was watching my kids watch this movie and watching them freak out. That was my favorite. Yeah. Um, John Goodman works. <laughs> we knew that, though. Yeah. And, and you know, you see Jeff Daniels. He works. He's got, a, you know, he's got his bringing his acting chops to it. Um. And if you go in thinking it's the comedy that it turns out to be, you actually enjoy it. Like you can look at it as a humorous send up of horror movies and enjoy it. It it sort of goes to what Pat said earlier. If you go with the wrong mindset, then it doesn't work. I think a lot about this movie is what you're expecting. Um, I went in expecting a bit of horror 
because it had been years since I saw it. But I was uh, I was reminded that it wouldn't be in the first few minutes. I was like, oh yeah, now I remember where we're at. Um, I think it was the desiccated body that did it for me. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Because they start out a little spooky, like you don't really know what happened, and, yeah. and, then, and then you sort of you're let in on it. And you're like, okay, I got it now. Now we're well, gonna watch it, spiders. It's one of those things where it, it does, I, and I. I would say that it almost strikes a little bit of, I'm not putting it up to the quality of, but I'm saying the tone or the feel of it, watching it. I remember feeling a little bit like when I watched Gremlins. In fact, oh, sure. Gremlins yeah. had some funny bits, but there's also some really creepy, you know, parts of the story with Santa. Like there's this, and mm-hmm. people die, and actually people die in it. And that's sort of the way they die in here too, where there's people dying and you're going, whoa. Like there's actually people getting killed by this thing. And sometimes people try to have it be a comedy and nobody seems to die, all the characters. And then... Here you actually have a lot of the main, you know, people dying and some of the main people. It's just so it kind of keeps you in an uneasy. I'm laughing now, but one of the main characters or one of the people just died that, you know, I didn't think was going to die. And so it kind of strikes that balance. And I to think any time that there's that mix of hu- dark humor and, um, and, and, the, and this type of it, it puts you in a weird space too, a little bit of a weird like like that's I can only say like it reminds me a little bit of the tone of Gremlins. As, a, as being a comedy versus a serious film. Is this thing on? <laughs> I'm, I'm, deep in, I'm deep in thought now. It's like, you know. Right now, there's, this, there's a thought bubble over Pat's head with nachos. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. He's just, he's just searching IMDb for all the other Thurgood Marshall movies. I know. <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> I did, I did look it up. While you're deep in thought, I did look it up, and there were some scientific studies done with babies, and they showed these babies pictures of different animals, and it was snakes and spiders, you know, babies who were young enough that they, they really shouldn't know, you know, why something would be dangerous versus why something would be okay, um, and they showed them pictures of snakes and spiders and flowers and some other items, and they kind of watched for their pupil dilation. They kind of watched for any kind of indication that there was like a, just a, a Genetic fighter, fight or flight kind of Primal reaction to it. Yeah. And they said that, um, you know, when the babies saw pictures of um, fish and flowers and other animals, everything was fine. When they saw a picture of a snake, the baby's uh, pupils dilated uh, a little bit more so than the flowers and the, and the fish and everything else. But when they saw spiders, they said that's where they got the biggest response. And they said th- these are these are children that are young enough that they should not know why spiders should cause them fear but for some reason these babies have this innate fear and it, it was over the course of of you know multiple test subjects that they got the same reaction so they kind of concluded that there must be some kind of whether it's an evolutionary thing or whatever it may be there's there's some kind of just innate fear in humans of spiders yeah. so i know i remember hearing that somewhere and I, I just wanted to see if i could track down where that was but yeah, and I think swarms of anything also sometimes have always freaked me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm not afraid of ants, but when you get an ant mound, it just gives me the it just you see like down the sidewalk the big huge moving <laughs> ants. I'm not, they're not going to hurt me. I'm not afraid of them, but it just gives me the heebie-jeebies or something. I don't even know what to say. But yeah. yeah, and I think so. Anytime you get like this massive amounts of spiders overwhelming you all over the place, these little things. One of the scary, we're well, not not scariest things, but one of the things. Um, Debbie Logan from South. We were uh, we were going through the chain of lakes, and I think in a canoe, and we had the kids in, and we went under the the, the underpasses, the streets, 
because we had to, we were trying to get to whatever. So, and I remember at one point it is summer and you go underneath and it is just massive cobwebs all over the place. And and it's like, you can't get through that fast enough. (laughs) Like you're just like freaking out for your blood. If you tested your blood pressure and you know, nobody got bit, but there's these big hanging, you know, Mm -hmm. huge, huge, huge spiders, literally like with the big, you know, backs and stuff. And, just all over the place and you're ducking your head and I'm tall. So for me, I'm just thinking, are they, you get out of there and you're just like, are they on me? You don't know if they're still on you. So these type of movies, yeah, I think they trigger that. So it's a built in kind of nice mechanism. So I think they work enough to, to, to get made that way. Well, and it, it never helps when you've got the, um, what do they refer to it in the movie? The pulsating egg sack. <laughs> <laughs> and nope. then when he sees it, he's like, oh, yep, egg sack. Yep, that pulsating egg sac. Yep, I thought I, I thought the I thought John or one of the kids I thought they were gonna throw up when it got to that scene because like, wait no pulsating no no don't want to, no. <laughs> I think that it's I think it's funny that eventually a flamethrower came into the movie. Oh, yeah. You know, yes. a flamethrower. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's like the only that's like the only weapon that would really work against you know a swarming small thing. You know. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can't guns and you know even like the john goodman had this spray stuff but that was even like really focused you know it would hit a spot and frankly but, you know, and frankly why not mm-hmm. why not oh yeah yeah uh do we before we jump into our three questions uh do we have a favorite spider death in this not a death of a spider but where a spider killed someone in this movie do we have a favorite death in this movie in terms of how someone is killed or you know let me broaden that a little bit death or attack because there are some scenes that I just was, I was starting to lose it watching the kids as they were watching this movie. I, I'm, I'm going to say, I'll jump right in and say the one that I really didn't like was the football player. Was, yeah. one. Mm. That one, that one was really disturbing. Yep. You know, I, uh, I don't know why, I don't know why the other ones weren't as disturbing, but that one was, that, that one was, that was rough. That bothered the kids because I, I had told them before about when I was uh, at summertime football practice, I actually got a B in Oof. my football helmet. I got stung on top of the head one time. Because a bee had crawled into my helmet, and then I put it back on after we were taking a break, and got stung in the head. And uh, yeah, no, that was uh, that was not pleasant. So that kind of freaked them out a little bit. Mm-hmm. The one that uh, the one that definitely freaked out. So I, I probably would say my favorite ones, and I'll put these two together, are the ones that the kids were just they were completely freaking out over these because John had planned to take a shower right after watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Was the was the bathroom shower scene? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, wait, no, there's a spider in the toilet. What if the, no, like I'm not even going to finish that thought. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and then every good, every good, about, every good pseudo horror movie needs a shower scene. Well, right. And think about like when you're in the bathroom, whether you're in the shower or God forbid on the toilet, you're sort of a captive mm-hmm. individual there. Mm-hmm. If that bug yeah. wants to get you, where are you going to go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah. So that one's, that one's probably my favorite. I was going to say the one that takes out the old country doctor because he was such a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say that watching that movie in these times, there were a couple things that seemed like rather, I got, I, you know, they, there's no way that they could have predicted this, but just the whole, where are you coming with your big city ways and trying to tell us you're talking about these germs and all this scientific mumbo jumbo. All you need is just some good, you don't know how we do things out here. You know, there were a lot of those things that just seemed to kind of have some, 
have some street cred in today's day and age. I think mm. I'll just leave it at that. But there were a couple of those things that, and I think that's part of why I enjoyed this movie. And it, that's, and, it, and, and by enjoyed, I mean, it infuriated me. I was like, ah, but I'm supposed to be like that right now. So the movie's working. Ah, was all the argument between the old school doctor that was just like, ah, you know, you don't, you don't know how we do things out here. And the other guy that's like, yeah, I know. I know. I, that part of the movie really, that one, that, that hit me just the whole, look, there's science and there's medicine and this is the way we're doing things now. And the, that's just newfangled mumbo jumbo that, you know, Mm. you don't get it. No, I mean, I, I, I would say the one that stood out with me probably is the football one, just because the idea that you have a helmet on with a bug in it, like ah, that, that's yeah. kind of trap. But, but the two that still make yeah. you think that I'll just throw in his honorable mentions then is the the popcorn, um, and how that you know mm-hmm. one with yeah. the popcorn, and then the sl- slipper is like your the most believable one because that's the one that you know you I have often like an extra pair of old shoes that's in the garage or up on a shelf. You know, and it's like whenever I grab those slippers or those shoes or those, and, I, and you want to put your feet, I always kind of like slam them down on the ground and see if something falls out. Because that's happened to me before where there was a spider in one. One time I did that, hit a, hit a shoe, like, you know, banged it on the ground. All of a sudden a spider comes falling out. So from that moment on, when you see that and then you see that scene, that's one of those things that like kind of sticks with you. The popcorn one has never happened, but it's creepy when they put their hand in the popcorn and the spider's there. And then they, you know, then later on they're both sitting there. I think, that, yeah, isn't there the scene where it's crawling down the TV with Michael J. Fox's head? Yeah, because they're watching. Mm-hmm. And it's like crawling down there, but it's like they're sitting there, like watching TV. And I think that's the lady from. Um, uh, I think that's the lady from the the what's his, what's his name's show. Um, does the uh, Family Feud now? Not that not that is the uh, or does Price is Right now? We we are Marshall. No, <laughs> no. <okay. laughs> Drew Carey does the Price is no, Right I, now. Now, just for just, I could have, I could have said nothing about that. You know, I could have just gone with it, and that you probably probably would have forgot. But just, I know, but I think it's hilarious. It is. It's so bad. And then to top it off with with that, I, I, Peggy Marshall, over <laughs> <laughs> two. <laughs> That's all right. Hey, hey, at least you're here. We haven't had you on the show for a long time. Hey, now we've gotten you all of a sudden. So quarantine, I've been here a little bit more. <laughs> there you go. You literally have nowhere else to go. <laughs> Where's it go? All right. Well, are we ready to jump into three questions? Sure. Oh, sure. All yes. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Let's do it. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right, so three questions this time around. We had, And we had a lot of uh, responses on social media, so I'll read some of those too as we go through each one of these. Question number one, where would you rather live, a small country town or a big city? I'll take the big city. I don't like bugs enough, and I don't want to have to maintain a couple acres of grass. But cities have rats. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and if you have nuclear I, stuff going on there, then you have bigger rats. It's true. Yeah, that's, that's true. I, you know, for me, I, and, and this is kind of a, this is a typical John question. I can go either way. 
you know, I, there, there are times where I would be just as happy getting out in the middle of nowhere and not being anywhere close to somewhere where someone can reach me or talk to me or ask me to do things. Um, and then other times where I, I love going into the city. I don't know, you know, let me do it this way. I would live in a small town, but a small town that was not too far away from a big city. Cause I do like to go into the city on occasion. Like I like to go, you got the museums, you got restaurants, you've got, you know, all the different attractions, um, you know, reasons for getting into the city and just the, the liveliness of the city and the arts and, and everything else. Um, but I think in terms of where I'd want to live, I'd want to live somewhere that's maybe a little bit more remote and out of the way. And I've, I, I was, I was actually going to guess that you could go either way, John. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard. And then the, uh, I, well, I should have, for you, I should have included forest preserve as one of the options here. <laughs> That would work too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would definitely be rural. I think I, you know, I, I worked downtown for so many years, like as a lifeguard and stuff down in, in the gold coast and stuff. And, and I remember just thinking, yeah, I couldn't, I it's, it's fine to visit, but if I actually had to pick a place to live, I'd want to play, I definitely would choose the more rural setting with it, with the option to, to go into a city once in a while. But if I had to spend, you know, 80% of my life or time, it would definitely be rural outdoors, nature, that type of stuff. No doubt. It's hard. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, it's, I'm, I'm kind of reminded of apples. Country, country nachos or city nachos? Well, it's, it's kind of neither. I, I'm reminded of apples dipped in peanut butter, John. I, uh, no, I, um, I, I, I'm going to struggle with this question and I guess, well, it's, it's hard. I, I like what you're saying where you kind of like live, you know, for, for both. There's things that no doubt I, I love about the city, right? Um, I, I love getting in for the museums, for orchestra hall, for the lyric opera, for, you know, lots of times, you know, big groups will, you know, come through and, and I mean, well, everything I just named, um, there's things that I really like about that. Um, Ravinia, being by Ravinia, you know, of course, that's not in the big city, but that's something that happens when it's close to the big city. I mean, I've never, you know, I've lived close to Chicago all my whole life. When I was in school, it was a smaller town. Um, although I guess you could say that's a smaller city. So, I mean, it's like, what do we define as a town? Like I've seen like small town and rural and I don't know. I, I mean, I think there'd be, I mean, I could survive and thrive there as well. You know, it's like, it's, it's, I could go both ways as long as I could get into a city for all those different pieces of art and culture and all that kind of stuff. But then, you know, you get out into the uh, smaller towns and there's benefits there. I guess, you know, I guess I would want to pick, to be honest with you, I'd almost want to pick something that's like in between. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I like being up in a way, you know, if I'm uh, along the coast somewhere, if I've got my cottage on the coast that, you know, I could hop on the road and drive over to the small town or drive down into the big city or something like that. But I, I guess I like being a little bit more removed. So... I don't even think I answered your question, but I probably should stop talking because the night is young. You've, you've answered the question enough. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can stop talking now. No, okay. you're good. You're good. Um, so some of the responses I got from Facebook, I think these two were both from Facebook, uh, Doug Huggin, I think that's how you say his last name. Uh, and I, I think he comes from Oklahoma. I think he was a, a an addition to the Oklahoma contingent um, after one of those guys uh, shared this on Facebook uh, after we posted it. Uh, said, as long as I can get into a big city and no humidity, doesn't matter which one. So I, I'm with that there one too. Go. 
And then uh, Jason Colvin on Facebook, uh, one of the hosts of the Surely You Can't Be Serious podcast, um, he said, small country town for me, and I think he lives in Norman, Oklahoma. He said, sometimes Norman, Oklahoma is too big. Um, and I think I looked it up. Norman has about 100, 180,000 people. That's a good size. So okay. I was like, you know, that, that's a decent size. I was trying to find kind of what the equivalent was. I looked up, um, you know, back when Sharon and I used to live in Champaign-Urbana, uh, Illinois, where the University of Illinois is. And that one was kind of close. I think it's like 130,000 people. And that's, you know, for me, if I was going to live in a quote unquote city, I think that's probably the biggest city I'd want to live in. I don't think I'd want to go much bigger than that because, and I really, that's one of the reasons I really liked living there um, is because you have that larger, I mean, you have some of the, especially with it being a college town, you have some of the benefits of a city um, Mm -hmm. and you have kind of an actual city area, but you drive five minutes and you're in the middle of cornfields um, and you can get pretty remote pretty fast if you wanted to. Yeah. It's funny because I'm thinking of the city, like I went, up to, I went to school up in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and I was looking at the population of that, and that that's that was smaller. So I thought of that as kind of a small city, but that I, at least if I looked at this correctly, that even seems to be smaller yet. That had, I think it's like 70,000 okay. average. Okay. And so um, if, if I read it right, and I just looked it up on my watch, it's probably way off. And like I said, it was it seemed like a good size. You know, you could walk everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I guess that would be, yeah. I guess that would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Question number two, what is the creepiest kind of bug you can think of? Uh, and I will say that our, all of our responses from social media went with movie bugs. Um, so in my responses to this one, I also decided to go with bugs that are in movies. Um, but I will say just out of total curiosity, I decided to Google search, uh, terrifying insects and I'm not sleeping tonight because uh, the first few that I found on here, one is called the scorpion fly. Yeah, dude. Yeah, no. This thing is, a, it's, hmm, yeah. No, it's, it, 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 the first sentence of the description is, this terrifying insect certainly looks like something out of a horror movie. It's like a cross between a fly, and I don't even know what part of that looks like, and then it's got like a scorpion tail. Yeah, it, it's like somebody just took the most, yeah. Um, if we're talking real life, insects i probably would go with any type of centipede like yeah. i just no not a fan at all and I, I made the mistake of finding a picture of a giant centipede on here uh which said uh this yellow legged centipede uh can reach a length of up to 12 inches and that's where i say no thank you and that's why i'm very thankful as much as i love my family down in the south that's why i enjoy living in the north where there are winters and things freeze and are killed <laughs> Uh, my so my official answers though I, I was gonna go kind of movie answers on this one. Uh, my official I I think as a kid I would have chosen the Gartham from the Dark Crystal those kind of like beetle like guards uh, that were in the Dark Crystal. I remember those used to terrify me as a kid. Um, but I got to go with an answer that a, a couple of different people from social media also chimed in with. I got to go with the Seti eel from Star Trek Two. Mm-hmm. Those creep me out as a kid. Yeah. It's a little freaky. And again, one of those examples of a movie that my dad loved. And every time it got to that scene, he was just howling with laughter while everybody else was like, ugh, ugh, no, and I'm going to close my eyes during this. He is just, he's, he's losing it. He thinks it's hilarious because he's watching our reactions. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he's watching the movie. Mm-hmm. All right. So creepiest kind of bug you can think of. Yeah. You can go movies, you can go real life, whatever you want. I hate your wigs. I, oh, oh, I yeah. stole my, yeah. Good. Go on. <laughs> oh, 
The reason I, I don't, the reason the earwigs is because then you always hear the stories that they go on inside your ears and, and brains. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so I would take my real life one that kind of still used to, I, I didn't want to sleep with earwigs. Like if there was an earwig that you, you discovered in your, your you know, house or something at night, I didn't sleep as well. Cause I'm thinking I'm going to be sleeping and this thing's going to crawl on my ear and eat my brains. Cause that's what everybody said they do. Mm -hmm. So the real life one would be that the, the uh, movie one, I'm going to go with the thing that I, I can't think of the name of it. I just know the scene. It's from Star to Star, uh, from Star Trek, the, the things that they put in, um, in uh, Chekhov's ears. Con. Yeah. That's, yeah, the that's the city. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was yeah. it. Yeah. You did say that. I, I know that was the name of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because this is SETI Alpha 5. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to look up the name of it. I couldn't find it, but you knew it. Okay. I know you're saying. And that was since your dad, since, your dad since would I already watch you watch that one. Oh, yeah. And it's the word. It's this. Yeah. Like, oh, they actually show the close up of the ear going in. I was trying to find that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I remember because yeah. I took John to go see that movie in the theater. And uh, I remember that that entire scene. I was like, you know what? I've seen this enough. Let me just turn and watch my child watch this. Mm -hmm. An honorable mention me would be maybe the uh, what you call it from um, from uh, the mummy um, the uh, oh the scarabs yeah scarabs yeah because yeah. yes. again that's that ma it combines the actual thing with the fact that it can, like eat you down or whatever and and then it, mm -hmm. it also is like the big swarm of them so it kind of mm -hmm. creeps into that old heebie-jeebie feeling of mass of these yeah. things if if I was going for for creepiest bugs seen in a movie I would go Temple of Doom mm -hmm. yeah. Because that, I mean, it, there's not even an individual, but maybe the one that's crawling through her hair. But I think that was a centipede. So that kind of goes with my real life. It all ties back together. No, thank you. <laughs> mm -hmm. You can keep your fortune and glory. I, I think I'm okay. Mm -hmm. What do you got, Pat? Yeah, I got, I got nothing to add to the list. I think you guys summed it all up. And even if I don't have like a specific bug, I think you hit the categories. I mean, yeah, anything in real life that, you know, is going to, um, um, you know, come after you. Any microscopic organisms crawling through whatever was, you know, your hands were in before they touched my food and now I'm sick for two months. Those things are pretty scary. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah. And then uh, 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 as far as uh, the movie bugs, you know, Wrath of Khan, I mean, that's the classic. That's the classic with the bug. Um, I don't know of any others that really... You know, the Indiana Jones had the bugs that crawled through you. But, yeah, I got nothing to offer. I think you guys hit it all. I think yeah. you guys hit the movie bugs. And, yeah, the only thing I'd add to the real life is those little ones that, uh, you know, bed bugs or crawling your food bugs mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Bugs. Bugs. Not good. You don't just do that. You just don't walk into a board meeting and say, bugs. Who is this Josh Baskin guy? You just, bugs. <laughs> Bugs, you mm -hmm. just that just that doesn't happen. Now, there's going to be a, a um a. Oh. I have to. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> what? <laughs> did you? How much time did you take to Photoshop that all together? Oh, that. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> oh, you just saw that now. <laughs> oh, that is what. Nice. It was when you were giving. Oh, your, it was when you were giving your answer. That's why I didn't know about the Star Trek thing. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> like, I was like, it's called the scare. What? It's called that. I know it's that. All right. Um. Outer limits. Uh, the, the, the Z misfits, the Zanny misfits, um, John, I'm sure you've probably seen that one. It is a little bug with like a human face on it. The Xanthi yes, misfits. misfits. Yes. Mm -hmm. That sucker when we were kids creeped the hell out of us. Yeah. Oh my God. They were, that with that episode did some, some damage when we were little. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Pat, Bo, do you know what we're talking about or no? I think I do. I'm looking I it up now. I will a picture on that sucker. Yeah, just type in the Xanti Misfits on your Yeah, computer. it rings a bell, oh, I'm afraid. Man, that was the... Oh, that was unnecessary. <laughs> yes, <face>. yes. <laughs> exactly. You watch that episode and you can get online. That is a... Oh, oh. That did, some trauma. That did some trauma as a child. Be a great name for a punk rock band, too. <laughs> I mean, whoever thought of that one and designed that should have gotten a war back then because that sucker creeped you out. You're taking a bug with kind of almost a face on it, but it's still weird. It was a weird design. Very effective. Yeah. I had nightmares about that thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to now. Right. Yes. <laughs> Pat, have you seen it yet? Xanti Misfits? I haven't. No. Awesome. And. I'm trying to like the outer. Okay, outer limits. That was like a Twilight Zone issue. Kind of, yes, yeah. What? Okay, so, yeah, gonna, okay, if, so that was. If over. you're going to Google right. it, it's a Z A N T I, and then the word misfits. I think Got that it. thing's been spoofed in different things throughout the years, hasn't it? Whether oh, it be, I would, I would imagine so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. References. Yeah. All right. Well, question number three: What is your favorite John Goodman role? And this was a, so uh, oh, I'm sorry. Actually, we had, we had one, uh, Doug Huggin from Facebook had said inner space. It kind of creeped him out. He felt like the people were like bugs well, and that yeah. kind of creeped him out a little bit. So otherwise, uh, uh, Tristan Martin at Tristan Martin on Twitter had said the ear slugs from Wrath of Khan, hands down. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Jason Colvin had said Star Trek to Wrath of Khan. Yeah. So, so that's funny. That Everyone thinks pretty, of that. Pretty consistent across the board. Uh, yeah. so question number three, what's your favorite John Goodman role? And I had a hard time narrowing a few of these down, but I think I've. I think I got one. Pat, do you want to? Uh, uh, yeah, Pat, do you want to go? I, Walter Socek, Big Lebowski. Yeah, sorry. No, I, <laughs> I think I've had the corner on the Big Lebowski answer to any of the three questions for like the last two months. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he's, yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. Enough said. See movie and you'll know why. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was in my running too. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was trying to get it narrowed down and I just. It's hard. The guy's got a lot of stuff mm-hmm. out there. Bo, what was yours? Um, I had a bunch, but you know, I think I settled on, I really enjoyed him in Alpha House, which was a one season Amazon prime show that was really funny. Mm-hmm. And, and I wish they made more of it. He played a, he played a, a Senator and it was pretty good. I am actually going to go with a because I, I knew Pat, I, I knew Pat was going to choose Big Lebowski, and um, yeah, I was thinking, sorry, well, no, it's good. I mean, it's a good. One. I would have probably, I think, I went more on the serious one with this, and I'm going to go to Cloverfield mm-hmm. Lane. For me, it was excellent mm-hmm. in that film. Yeah, like the balance of, yeah. I mean, and and part of it's the credit to the movie, I think, to a degree. But I think the not knowing he really, in my opinion, in a serious role like that captured the, I didn't know if he was a psycho or if he was real, like he really sold it well where I was confused by, is this guy nuts? Is he a, is he a psycho or is he really a, truly a good guy who's going to save people? Like I was, I was, I had no idea. He played that role perfectly, like, and kept you in that, that, uh, you know, not knowing what is his motives and is he really a nut or is he a good guy? Yeah. Right. 
Well, for mine, uh, as usual, I had a little bit of trouble narrowing it down. Um, I was, you know, part of me was like I was going to go the Big Lebowski route, um, you know, and there were a couple of other examples that I had. My other one that I almost went with was um, when he played Gale from Raising Arizona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you mean you busted out of jail? No, ma'am. We released ourselves on our own recognizance. Yeah. What Avell here is trying to say is that we felt the institution no longer had anything to offer us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I almost went with that one. I think, though, just for how much I enjoyed this at the time and when I've gone back and I've rewatched it again um, since then, I have not seen the newer version of it, but I'm going to actually go with uh, when he plays Dan Connor on Roseanne. Like, yeah. I think I, nice. I remember I love that show. And, and there were times, you know, there are times that Roseanne gets on your nerves and, you know, the other characters would sometimes get on my nerves. But I and, and maybe that's a reason why maybe I should try to, to pick up the new show is back in the day. Every time I watched that show, I always liked his character. Like no matter what was going on, if the other characters were driving me nuts and I was like, oh, fine, whatever. Every time he'd come on the screen, every time he was there, I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to keep watching. Like, I, I like this character. I like this guy. So mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go Dan. Uh, my other one, kind of a runner up for that one, too, was um, Sully from Monsters, Inc. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yep. So yeah, and then that we had, that's, that's actually voices and yeah, voiceovers. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And, and that's actually almost exactly the same answer that uh, at uh, Tristan Martin had on Twitter. He said, Dan on Roseanne was such a cool dad for TV and Sully from Monsters, Inc. for movies. Uh, he said, I know it's animated, but he does a great job as that character. So. Nobody wants All right. Well, Flintstone. I, I did like that one. I remember like that one as a kid. I don't think I've watched it again since then. Yeah. I think it's more the movie. It's not necessarily him. It's the mm-hmm. movie wasn't yeah. as good, but yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode for episode number 299. Next time you hear us, next time you hear the dulcet tones of all the gentlemen on our podcast, it will be episode number 300, our most quotable movies. So um, that will be coming up. Uh, that may actually be kind of an in-between episode. So we may bring that out on a weekend um, as opposed to our normal Wednesday, but uh, next time around, probably our next Wednesday release that we have, this is finishing out our comedy month and moving on into our Experiments Gone Wrong month. Um, not funny, so not I, a joking not, matter. Not funny at all, as mm. as Pat probably kind of quickly learned. I figured it out, man. Figured I figured it out. It out. You, you got there eventually, so it's fine. Um, it's mm. it's like, you know, it's like a plate of nachos that's gone a little cold. Yeah. You just got a reheated, I don't even know where that's going. Um, yeah, cold nachos are okay. Yeah, cold, cold. That's, that's fine, that's fine. Um, okay. So it's our Experiments Gone Wrong month is starting up next time. And that's going to be, uh, we're going to start it off with Flatliners. And then we'll head into Total Recall after that one. I'm looking forward to that one. I have not seen that movie in a little while. So, uh, And then after that, Awakenings and finishing up that month with Darkman. Darkman. So good stuff coming. And I have never seen Darkman, so I'm kind of looking forward to that one. Oh, love that movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for episode number 299. So we'll see you back here next time for episode number 300, our most quotable movies. Uh, episode three was it our uh, 300th episode spectaculario something like that came up with something like that the tercentenary spectacular i don't even know what i just said neither it's do late. we so it's okay it's it's late it's and now good. i now i just want nachos so mm-hmm. all right well be excellent to each other go enjoy a plate of nachos watch some good movies and we'll see you back here next time